This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello everyone. Welcome to Parakuf Mem Dalid, chapter 144 in Tehillim. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. I want to thank the sponsor of this class who called for all the way from Australia to dedicate this class in honor of Ariel Bendina Eloy Nishmas, this special man who had a genuine care and concern for others and he had a special love for the land of Israel and all the people, the, the welfare of, you know, he's special concern for all the welfare of all the people there. And, uh, unfortunately he left a new his new wife and baby, 12-month-old baby. So it is my sincerest tefillah that this class be a merit, bring endless merits to his holy neshama. Okay. Parak Kuf Mem Dalet. Here we go. So I want to start off by giving you a little mashal. Uh, imagine you're, you need sneakers. You need new sneakers. Your sneakers are getting very... Uh, Rusty, you do a lot of, you work out a lot. So you go to the mall and you have a limited amount of time to be in the mall. So you'd love to really just go into one store and get your sneakers and leave. So, but you happen to see that there's two stores that sell, that sell sneakers right in front of you, right, you know, right across from each other. And one of the stores has the owner of the store standing outside and looking for customers and talking to people to try to lure them into his store. And the other store, you look inside and you see the owners, you know, whoever's in the store is tucked away, minding their own business. Everything's calm. Everything's fine in there. Nobody's coming out to get you. Which store are you going to go into? Most of us, I would venture to say, are going to go into the store where nobody's waiting outside to pull us in. And this is really, this mashal really describes the way things work when we want something in life. If we're going to be like that owner of the store who's pushing and trying to sell, you know, push their product in front of people and trying, 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 trying and doing so much effort, very often we're going to find that we end up nowhere. But when we go into a mode, if we're going to be like that, the store that goes into that trust mode, I don't need to stand outside. People are coming, right? I, I have faith that we, we sell a good product. People are coming to us. When you go into trust mode and you know that Hashem is going to take care of you and bring you the things that you need, that's very often, um, that's really, that's when you get the things that you want in your life. That's when things easily come to you. So, um, and this principle is something that we could really all see very clearly. It's something that we instinctively just know. Like, you know, let's say you're waiting for an, a response for someone or you want a client or you're, you're waiting for something to happen, some news to come through and you're checking your phone, right? And you're checking and checking and checking and checking. So long as you're checking and checking, what happens? Nothing, right? That watched pot doesn't boil. But when you leave it alone and you're like, all right, whenever it's meant to be, it's going to be. When they're meant to have the baby, the baby's going to happen, right? When, 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 when the shidduch is meant to be read, it's going to get read. When the client is meant to come my way, it's going to come my way. And you leave your phone, right? What happens? Bam. That's when all the things that you've wanted come to you. So that's, there's, I'm going to offer you today a tool. We're going to learn here from David Amelach a way, a real, real way of harnessing this trust so that we can let go of all the pushing and we could see real success come into our life. Okay. But let's start off just looking at the structure of this parak. The structure of this parak is it's basically broken up into three parts. First, in 
here we're going to see that David recognizes, he talks about how all of his military might and success comes straight from Hashem. It's just a free gift that he gets from Hashem. Then he's going to ask Hashem for more continued help against his enemies. And the last part is where we're going to see that David prays for peace and prosperity in the land. And we're going to see how how he does this. It's so fascinating. He doesn't ask for it like, I want this to happen and I want that to happen. Instead, he paints a picture of this utopian life that doesn't really, in reality, doesn't really exist for him. But he paints a picture of this beautiful life where there's abundance and everybody's behaving and the leaders are effective and everything is working beautifully. And the Mepharshim are like, what's going on here? What is this, right? All of a sudden, in the middle of the parak, we see he starts talking about this amazing, perfect life that he has. And we're, and the Mepharshim are like, what, what's going on? He doesn't have that perfect life. And we see that they, they try to figure out what's going on here. But the consensus is, for the most part, that they say that this is his prayer. His, him describing the utopian life that he has is, re- is really not there, but it's really, that's what he's, he's saying it's here because he's really praying for it to be there. And so, we're going to learn how to do this in our own life. It's really cool. We're going to learn that if we want something, we can more easily attract it by speaking about it and by feeling as if it's already here. This really is going to put us in a trusting place and we're going to signal to Hashem through doing this that we know what we want and that we know that He can bring it to us. And this is what we're going to learn how to do at the end. Let's start. Let's look in the Pesukim. Pasuk Aleph. L'david baruch Hashem tzuri hamalamed yadai lakrav etzbo So He's saying here, He's not denying his military, you know, his military abilities, but he's saying, Hashem, you gave it to me. Tsuri, you are my rock. You gave me rock solid confidence. You gave me like this strength to fight these huge nations all by myself with whatever little I have. You trained me and you taught me in battle. You trained my fingers in war. So it's interesting here. What does this mean? You trained my fingers? Like, I would think that we would need a lot greater effort than fingers in a war. We would need, you know, tanks and, and huge equipment and who knows what. So what's, what, what's he saying here? So the Mepharshim say that when David was preparing for the battle with Goliath, which is what he's praising Hashem for here, you know, part of what he's praising Hashem for here, he, how did he prepare for the battle? He went to the riverbank and he collected five little pebbles. Connected each one of, like, like symbolizing each one of his five fingers to show that if I trust in Hashem, and he did, he had very solid trust and faith, he's showing us a lesson that when you trust and you know Hashem will help you, you don't need much. You don't need to stand outside the store, the sneaker store, luring people in. You don't need to push so much. You just need to show that you trust. The biggest and the best Heshtadlis effort that you could put in is to just show that you trust that Hashem is going to help you. And that's how he prepared for the war with Goliath. And that's how he was able to defeat a giant. Because if it was up to him and his own abilities, he never would have been able to defeat him. But instead, he put in his Heshtadlis, which really was just a show of trust, collecting those five pebbles to show all I need is a little finger. I need to just use my fingers and I'll be able to defeat them when Hashem is behind me. Okay, so the lesson for all of us here, 
right? Hishtadlis does not need to be gargantuan. The most important hishtadlis we could do is to show our trust. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to show you through the way that David does this. We're going to also do that in our own life. Okay. Chasti umetsudasi. So here David continues to show his trust. Hashem, you are my faithful one, my fortress, misgabi, mefalti, magini. You are my deliverer, my shield, the one who I take shelter in. Beautiful. Hashem ma adam v'tedaehu ben enosh v'techashveu. So he's saying, Hashem, what is, you know, why are you doing all this for me? He's saying, you do everything for me. But tachlas, right? Why? I'm a adam. I'm, I'm from the adama. I'm, I'm, I'm just a frail human being. Ben enosh. And enosh is the way we talk about, like, uh, the vulnerable, the most vulnerable human. I'm an enosh. I'm, I'm, I'm so low. Why do you Pay attention to me. Why do you make me so important and put me at the center of everything? And this is kind of David's way of praising Hashem. Like, you know, in the media, when they want to extol the virtues of a president or a star or whatever, right? What do they do? They show them in a kindergarten classroom, right? Reading books to these little kids or they show them feeding hungry children in a third world country, right? And that's what David HaMelech is saying here, like, you Hashem who could do anything, you're taking care of us little people. Adam lehevel dama. A person is like hevel, like steam, like nothing, like yamav kitzel over. Our days pass like a moving shadow. Not just a shadow, a moving shadow, right? There's a shadow that's more like stable, that you could rely on, like a building casts a shadow. It's not going anywhere. A, a gazebo, right? But he's saying, no, our life is like a cell over. It's like a shadow that's passing, like a bird, like a bird casts a shadow as it flies through the sky, or like a passing cloud that's moving. That's how quick our li- our lives are. And lately I'm hearing, I don't know about you, um, I hope I'm alone in this, but I'm hearing just this constant, um, there's just so many deaths going on. I'm getting emails about people dying. And, you know, Shlomo Melech tells us in Koheles, Tov leches lebeis avel, mi leches lebeis mishta. It's better to go to the house of an avel, to be menachem avel someone, than to go to a simcha. And why is that? And he explains, because we're supposed to pay attention. We're supposed to, t- we're supposed to look and say, wait a second, my life is going fast. I better use the moments and, and really make every moment count. So, I try when I hear about these deaths to really take a lesson for myself and say, what am I doing today that's meaningful? How am I using my time? How can I make it better? Um, that's, you know, Shalom HaMalach tells us that's what we're meant to be doing. Okay. Hashem hat shamecha. Okay, so now we're going into the next part. Here David is expressing... Yeah, after he expressed his trust and he, he said, Hashem is the source of everything and I'm getting this like, matnas chinam, who am I? I'm a frail human being and I'm getting all of this siyata dishmaya, all this help, all these miracles from Hashem. Like, he's in wonderment, he's in, he's, he's amazed at it. And here, once he's in that mindset of trust and seeing that all my, the good things that I do all come from Hashem, here now he says, okay, Hashem, now I need you to continue to help me with continued miracles. I need you to continue to save me from my enemies. And he says, Hat shamecha, bend your skies. V'seirid, come down. Gabaharim v'yashanu. Just touch, touch the mountains and they'll start smoking. So what he's saying here is he's, he's really, this is the basis for why it's so 
ludicrous when we push and we try and we we try we do too much effort too much ashavos in, in whatever area we want something in it's because for Hashem it's like nothing what does it take for Hashem to help us he's saying hat shamecha just bend your skies like like as easy as it would be for us to bend a piece of paper and make a little paper airplane that's what it would right that's that's what Hashem just bend the sky you know like just touch the mountain and it'll go up in smoke all we need you to do is bring some thunder and lightning in the next sukkim we'll see uh baroque barak usfitzim just make a flash of lightning and everybody will run right like Hashem it's so easy for you and David is saying here as humans we could try and try and try but for Hashem it's easy and this is why it's so silly when we push and push if we just stop pushing and we harness our bitachon then we're making space for Hashem's miracles to easily come into our life. It's like, picture like, you know, a, a, a grocery, a heavy grocery box that's sitting at the base of your steps and a little two-year-old wants to help and he wants to help Tati and he wants to schlep it up the steps for him and he's pushing and trying to no avail, right? The box just stays where it is. And then the father comes and just swoops the box up in his arms, put it, puts it over his head and brings it right into the house easily, right? That when we... When we stop all of our pushing, right, and say, I'm not going to drive myself crazy anymore. Hashem could help me. Hashem's going to lead me. He's going to show, I'm going to trust Him, and I know He's going to show me which Hishtadlis I need to do. I'm going to feel what's right to do. I'm not going to push and try artificially to make things happen. When we go into that place of allowing and making space, that's when that box just gets, you know, swiftly and easily uh, brought into the house. No problem, right? Elokim, we're going to skip uh, three psukim here. Elokim, shir chadash, ashiralach. He's saying, Hashem, when you bring me that salvation, when you take care of my enemies for me, I'm going to sing every single time ashir chadash. I'm not going to take it for granted, right? Winter vacation came, and uh, it's it's a normal thing. The, the, the kids deserve to go to Florida. They deserve to go skiing, right? It became like something that they take for granted every year. It's it's not it's not a major deal anymore. Nobody's two, four, six, eighting as much anymore because that's what everybody else does, and that's what happens every year. We go on winter vacation to these places, right? No, David is saying here, Shir Chadash Ashir Alach. I will sing you a new song. I will never let it get old. I will never get your salvation, let your salvation get old. I won't feel entitled to it. I'll never take it for granted. Hanosein Chua Lamalachim. Okay. Um, Hashem gives victory to the kings and he saves Hapotas David Avdo He saves David from the bad sword. So he's saying Mecherevra'a, from the bad sword, right? Like the, over, throughout history we see that. Some of the leaders, some of the authoritarians in our, you know, in the world were wanted to make war, right? They wanted to start trouble. Hitler, your machshemo, right? This was, he lived for war. He wanted to kill people. He was excited. For David, it's a cherava. It's a bad sword. He doesn't want this. And that's why he's about to go into his whole ideal view of really the peaceful and prosperous world that he wants to see. So in this Pasuk, we see David is going back to the past. Basically, what he's saying is, what's the basis for my trust? Why up till now in the Pesukim is he so trusting? It's because in the past, you have been this victory for us. You have rescued us from the evil sword. This is what you do. This is what you have always done. And this is a tool that we could take into our life and 
It's important. It's an important one. What's the basis of our trust? When someone asks me, how do I strengthen my amuna? It's about going back to the past. It's about saying, what am I worried about now? What do I not trust in? Where in my past life has Hashem taken care of that for me? Right? A- ask yourself, what are you now wanting? We all want something at every given point in our life. What are you worried won't happen for you? Well, when did it work out? When did this similar type of thing work out for you? And sit and write it down and remember and go back to when you were little. And when did Hashem come through for you? And when else? And when else? And when else? And this is how we build our trust. And David, this is what David also does. Right? He goes back and he says, many times we see this in Tehillim. He expresses his trust and then we see where it all comes from because he goes back and he says, this is what you've done for me in the past. This is what you do in the present. So therefore, I know you're going to do it. Again in the future, um, and here, okay. Now he's going to start going into his ideal view of the world, and he's going to talk about it as if it's here. And he says, "Banenu kinetiim, our sons are like plants, megudalim benuurehem, that were well tended from their youth, that were well cultivated from when they were young. Like plants, when they're young." They have that like soft flexibility to them. And if you set them up in the right path, they're going to go sh- grow straight and they're going to get set in those ways. And similarly, Adam et that right? People are the same. So he's saying that our sons are so, are so evolved and so great that, and they're so well behaved and they're doing everything right, just like well tended plants. And what else he's saying here? Binoseinu uh, chazavios. Mechutavos tavnes hechal. Saying, and our daughters are like the nooks in a beautiful palace. What does this mean? What's he trying to say about our daughters here? So actually, once was I remember being in a beautiful house. Clearly, the owners of the home were very wealthy people, and everything was exquisite in the home. And I remember that the home looked beautiful from like far. When you step back, it looks beautiful. But when I was really like, wow. When I was really wowed was when I actually noticed that, like, in the corner of the house, like, in one of the, like, remote places in the house, the moldings, like, on the bottom of the, the you know, the door where one of the archways of one of the entryways in the house was, I noticed that the moldings were so, like, specific. They were so exquisite. The handiwork was, like, it was, like... It was like, it was a complex. It was complicated. It wasn't like just a simple entryway into the room, right? So that's what we're saying here about our daughters. We're saying, it's, the Pasuk is comparing, it's really beautiful. The Pasuk is comparing our Benos Yisrael, our Jewish women and daughters and women to the exquisite precision in the details of the handiwork of these beautiful palaces, but not, you know, not the ones that are obvious and in your face. A Jewish woman is tzniyas. She's modest. She's private. And yet, when you when you go up close to her and you really get to know her and you understand what she's about, wow, right? You, you discover the depth of her wisdom, the breadth of her abilities and talents and skill and knowledge, and you're amazed. And that's really, um, that's really, that's really who we are. We're underrated. Jewish women, we have so much richness inside of us. And at the same time, we're modest and we don't put ourselves front and center. And um, so, yeah, so David is painting a picture here of the sons and the daughters who are so beautiful and so special. Mizavenu, 
Meleim. He's saying our storehouses are full. We have wheat. We have flocks. Tonenu ma'alifos. We have thousands of flocks of of sheep and and everything that we need. We have alufenu misubalim. He's saying our leaders are strong and tolerant and they're able and capable. And because of that, in peretz, vein yotzeis, vein tzvacha, berchovoseinu, there's nobody making trouble. There's no hoodlums in the street. There's nobody breaking the law. Now, all this is not necessarily at all the life that, you know, David is, is the king and there are his own people turn against him. There's traitors. You know, amongst his own people, and he's fighting a lot of enemies, and there he doesn't have all this stuff that he's talking about, and yet he's talking about it as if it's already here, um, and this really speaks to his level of trust. It's almost like, um, just to give you an example, like a you know a mother who is in her ninth month. Okay, she's about to be a mother. Let's say right, she's in her ninth month, and she's preparing the nursery of where her baby's going to be. And she has the crib ready. It's almost the end of her ninth month. She has the rocking chair. She has everything set up, and she walks into the room, and she feels the baby kicking. She knows it's coming. So she walks into that room, and she's looking in the crib, and she's like in her mind's eye, picturing this adorable little baby bundled up. And she's sitting in the rocking chair, and she's picturing that baby that's going to be in her arms, and feeling all those mothery, nurturing feelings that come along with it, right? She's already allowing herself to live in a reality that's not yet there. Why? Because she's so trusts that it's coming she and we when we really trust that something is coming we allow ourselves to live in those feelings and that vibe as if it's already here to picture it in our minds and that's what david david is doing he's exhibiting here his complete and total trust that hashem is going to help him destroy his enemies and create the life that he really wants to have for his people Okay, the last pasuk here is the start of Ashrei, the Tzvila of Ashrei. Ashrei ha'am she'kachalo, Ashrei ha'am she'ashem elokav. So this, the next parak, kuf mem he, is the, is the rest of the Tzvila of Ashrei. So here we're leading into it. It's the first two lines here. Uh, the first pasuk in Ashrei. So what does it mean? Ashrei ha'am she'kachalo. Praiseworthy and happy is the nation that says, and Rabbi Gamliel, and there's different explanations here. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbanovich, uh, Shlita, in his Sefer Tevat Tehilos, he says here that praiseworthy is the um, is the nation that whatever is going on for them, whatever is happening in their life, they say kachalo. They say, let it be like that. You know, I remember like when I lived in Israel and I, I needed to see, how, I was in a store and I wanted to see, how does this work? Or remember, I don't remember like, just making this up because it's one of the types of things that might have happened, right? Like I, I could be looking at a, a dreidel in the store and it's a special dreidel. It's not just a dreidel. It makes lights. It makes sounds. And I'm, I'm looking at it and this, the salesman comes over and he, and he says, and he shows me how to spin it and he says, Osim Kacha, right? And he says, this is how you do it. Osim Kacha. This is the way it should be. This is the way it's supposed to be done. So when we say to our life, Kacha, Right? It should be this way. Kachalo. All the hardships and everything that's going on, it's all from my loving Father in Heaven, and this is the way it's supposed to be. I might not know why, I definitely don't understand why most of the time, but this is the way it's supposed to be. Kachalo. When we say that, Ashrei ha'am shashem 
then we are Zoha, even if we're not perfect in our halacha keeping and in everything that we do, we are Zoha to have Hashem be our God, Hashem Elokav. We are, we are Zoha to see Him right in front of us and to feel Him and feel His assistance and see His miracles in front of us in every aspect of our life. So that's a huge trust to be able to say kachalo, to surrender to Hashem's will and to say it should be the way He wants it to be. Because I want to get into my main point here that I've been trying to bring across, the point that David HaMelech brings across to us, and it's about, the question is, how can we utilize minimal hishtadlas, right? How can we draw in the Yeshuos that we need in our life, the things that we're waiting for, by utilizing our bitachon more than anything, because it's, it's, it's a joke to think that it's our efforts that actually bring anything. Yes, we want to do, we have to do our token things, our pay our tax, do our little efforts here and there. But we must know that it's the trust. It's the trust that Hashem is going to bring it to us that brings, that brings the things that we want way faster and way more effectively than anything else. Trust is the magic pill, the Mepharshim say. I think, I think it was Roman Gamliel, Romanovich in a Sefer wrote, he wrote those words. I believe it was there. Trust is the magic pill. So, um, let's see, let's learn how to do it. How can we do it in the way that David does it here? By, you know, really getting into that vibe and feeling like we already have the things that we're wanting. So, I want to give you a way of doing this by teaching you how to make an affirmation, like a trusting affirmation, an affirmation of Amuna. Um, instead of pushing every day, waking up, how can I get this done? How can I get this done? How can I get this done? You're going to wake up, you're going to say an affirmation, and you're going to be delighted to see that things are falling into place and that ideas of how to make things happen are going to come to you. You're going to be inspired. Things, Ideas will come to you. People will call you. You'll see things in newspapers that give you ideas, right? The hishtadlis, like will come to you. Like You'll know what to do. You'll, you'll feel like, oh, yeah, let me do this or let me do that. You won't have to push so much artificially. So here, this is the way the affirmation goes. Um, it's something that I do very often with my clients. I teach them how to, you know, and I customize these affirmations to whatever's going on in their life. But I want to give you the basic, a basic template. And it's really not, it doesn't have to be, it's not an exact science. Like you have to follow this exact thing. You could definitely play around with it. And I'm going to give you a basic template. And from there, you, you know, just make it into something that feels amazing to you. That is the key. That when you say it, you should feel those great feelings that come along with it. And that's how you get into that trusting space that you want to be in. So this affirmation is going to have three parts. Just to simplify it for you, the first part, is gonna say is gonna say I am now attracting my ideal blank. What do you want? My ideal financial status, my ideal marriage, my ideal house, my ideal business, my ideal state of mind, my ideal body, my ideal what? Okay? So that's the first part. And we're gonna keep this very short because I want you to be able to say it whenever you want. Whenever you're feeling down about the thing that you don't have yet, you should be able to right away it should be like on the tip of your finger, you should know this by heart. Okay? I am now attracting my ideal blank. And then you're gonna say I ha- I feel, right? Because this is now coming to me, it's it's on the way to me, so I'm fe- I know it's coming, so I feel what? What do you feel as if you already have it? Think about what does it feel like to already have this, knowing that I'm attracting this, feeling like I have it already. What does it feel like? 
I feel blank, 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 right? So let's say, for example, I'm now attracting my ideal financial situation. I feel abundant. I feel free. I feel excited. I feel lucky. I feel empowered. Um, or I'm now attracting my ideal marriage. I feel at peace. I feel content. I feel whole. And then the last part is going to be, thank you, Hashem, for bringing this to me, for orchestrating all of this in such blank, blank ways. Uh, I like to say supernatural, um, abundant, easy, right? What, what do you want to say? How do you want to describe the way Hashem is helping you? Miraculous ways. Okay, so those are the three parts. I am now attracting blank. I feel blank. Thank you, Hashem, for bringing it to me in these miraculous ways. And I want you to just say this once a day. Wake up in the morning. Put, you can put your right hand on your heart and just say this affirmation. And then just, you know, you're going to see that just like David HaMelech, Hashem is going to be, when you do this and you go into this trusting space, Hashem is going to be Tsuri. He's going to be your rock. He's going to bend the heavens, touch the mountains. Things are going to happen for you. And I want to, but I really want you to make sure that you marinate. Don't just say it and move on. Try to sit for like a minute with the feelings that you're saying. Try to really sit in it and feel it and let the feelings fill you up. I once was very overwhelmed. I was going through an overwhelmed kufa in my life. And I did this affirmation, and it really, really, really helped me. I worked with one of my coaching colleagues. I said, I need help. I need you to help me out. I'm just overwhelmed. I can't think straight. And she helped me create this affirmation, and it really helped. And it was it went something like this. It's, it went, um, I'm now attracting my ideal state of mind. I feel calm, relaxed, surrendered, content. Thank you, Hashem, for helping me get into my ideal state of mind um, so easily. Something like that. Um, so that was mine. Make up your own. What would work for you? What would make you feel so amazing? What would make you feel more trusting? What would help put you in the vibe of where you want to get to already now? And, you know, and, and try to do that. To, I want you to do that for homework. I'll be checking your homework next class. I just want to announce that I am starting now really to provide special content specifically for single mothers. And so that any single mothers that you know, please let them know. They should go to my website, yalbertram.com. On the homepage, there's a button there to sign up for um, that they could actually be on my email list and get any content that I put out specifically for them. And also, um, I just want to remind everyone that these Tellum classes um, are happening only through your sponsorships. So if you want to make a class happen, then reach out to me through my website on the homepage, like on the bottom, there's a button there to click, or you could contact me on the contact page about sponsoring a class. And, uh, you could really, it could just all be in your schuss because it's the classes from now on are only happening through your help. So thank you so much everybody for listening. And I hope that you'll benefit tremendously from the, the wisdom of Tehillim.